0: Welcome to the Just Ingredients Podcast. I'm Carlyn, and here we talk all things nourishing to the mind, body, and soul. This is a place where you can find just good ingredients to life. You guys hear me talk about the benefits of red light therapy all of the time. Red light is amazing for our bodies. Red light has been shown to boost collagen production, accelerate muscle recovery, strengthen mitochondria and energy, enhance sleep. Support hormonal balance, relieve joint pain, and support the body's natural healing processes. My favorite at home red light is Loombox. Loombox combines both red light and near infrared light for the most effective benefits and is safe for the whole family. It is also independently tested for EMFs with great results. I've got an exclusive offer for my podcast community. Using the link in my show notes, you can get $250 off your Loombox pre order for their updated model launching in January, 2024. Once again, use the link in my show notes to get this exclusive $250 off deal. Jenny Wecker is the owner and founder of Fawn Design, a motherhood bag and accessories brand. Fawn was founded in 2014 by Jenny when her friend was pregnant and couldn't find a diaper bag that she loved. Jenny went to work not only designing Fawn Original Diaper Bag, still Fawn's bestseller today, but handmaking each one out of faux leather. Today, things are very different from those early startup sewing at the kitchen table days. Fawn has sold hundreds of thousands of diaper bags and supporting products for almost a decade. They have collaborated with brands such as Nordstrom and Anthropology. When Jenny isn't working, you can find her with her three daughters at a concert or maybe singing karaoke. If you ask her, she is still shocked and so grateful for what Fawn is today. Welcome back to the show, everyone. Today, I am really excited for our guest because it's going to be a little bit different. I've never had a mother on here who is also a CEO to talk about um, the work-life balance of being a mom and a CEO or a mom and working. And so I'm really excited for our guest today, Jenny. So thank you so much for being here today.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I'm like so, so excited.
0: Well, like I said, I am so excited to talk to you about all sorts of things. And so before we begin, will you just tell my audience a little bit about yourself, your background, what you do, things like that?
1: Yeah. So I'm the owner and CEO of a company called Fawn Design. We are a women's diaper bag, handbag accessories company. I started the business, it'll be 10 years in the next like month. Which is crazy. I started the business when I was just barely 21 too. So I'm like a very like young mom, young entrepreneur, um, have been very much thrown into this lifestyle, but a lot of people don't know. So I started the company with diaper bags. That's kind of our bread and butter, but I had a friend who was pregnant and she couldn't find a diaper bag she liked. And so I thought I can make her something cool that she would love. So I've been sewing since I was five years old, which I have three daughters. And I cannot imagine letting them get behind a sewing machine at five. But thank goodness my mom trusted me and was such a good teacher. But yeah, so she taught me to sew when I was five. And my whole life I've been sewing, pattern making. And so when I got this idea to do the diaper bag, the sewing was the easy part. And so I spent the few months of my friend's pregnancy, creating this bag for her, I made prototypes and all of that. I made her the, you know, the final one and gave it to her at a baby shower. And at the baby shower, a couple of her friends were like, Hey, can you make me one of those bags? And so I was like, yeah, I guess I can make some more. And so I started making a few more and it really snowballed into I was sewing all these bags for people and I did that for about a year and it got to be way too much sewing. Each bag took me four hours to make. Oh wow. And so I was you know still working my day job and staying up till all hours of the night trying to get these orders. And so after that first year, we decided to start manufacturing the bags and that's a whole you know story in itself, but that's kind of what led
0: me to where I am now. I love it. I love that you just had this talent and you made something that people loved and it grew from there. Okay. So you are still the acting CEO and very active in the business today, correct?
1: Yes. Yes,
0: I am. What does a typical day look like for you? Are you in the office, out of the office, from home? How does that work?
1: Yeah. I mean, I feel like since COVID, right, everything has really changed. I used to spend you know, most of my time in the in the office, Like I mentioned, I do have three kids. And so I've learned a lot of lessons in these 10 years, but I spent so much time away from my family in the early years of my business, the kind of first half. For me, COVID was a big wake up call of me really getting my priorities in check and like what's actually important to me. And so when I kind of now have shifted things, I like to work from home as much as I can. But A lot of times I'm like, I have a baby in tow or my two elementary school kids are coming to my warehouse with me and I'm just trying to like incorporate them as much as possible instead of being away from them. But, you know, I think too, this time around, my journey has been in almost like two parts because I feel like I had the kind of hustle grind and it just depleted me. It just was so much and too much where I feel grateful that I almost feel like I've had this like second chance at like owning my business and running it with my family and figuring all that out. But I do feel like a big part of this second half for me has been like my wellness, and also making sure I'm taking better care of myself. And so I feel like starting my day, you know, working out, you know, going for a walk, eating breakfast, you know, that's like a big thing that like, I would skip out on breakfast. And who knows when I would catch my next meal, because I just was so focused on grinding hard. And so I think that's a big part of my day is like, let's start the day taking care of Jenny, so that she can do what she needs to do. And then yeah, I'm in the office, usually two days a week, or I'm working from home, or I'm, you know, going to my warehouse. But I've just really have been trying to just incorporate it into my flow of life instead of like, being chained to a desk. It's a little different. But you know, I really enjoy it flowing with my life a little bit better.
0: I love all of that and can relate to a lot of it. And I think COVID for a lot of people put things into perspective. I feel like you and I both have the flexibility of bringing our kids into work. Because same, I bring my nine-year-old in all the time. Even last night in the warehouse, she was there with me helping, you know, just put little bottles in, bubble wrap. So I feel like we have the flexibility, but a lot of moms out there don't have that flexibility. You know, they have to do their eight to five job or their Monday through Friday, they're gone. And so let's just maybe talk about motherhood and business. Maybe start with balancing work and personal life, because like you said, we know that can be challenging. It sounds like you've done it both ways. What are some tips maybe of how we could help women learn to manage or balance that work and personal life?
1: Yeah, I think for me, what really shifted is when I truly understood that my business isn't saving anybody's life. I think I treated it as just this like intense, everything needs to be addressed at all hours of the day, no matter what. Everything is like fire, alarms, like just chaos. And I think when I really got quiet and realized like that is not the case. So, you know, you can have these boundaries of, hey, if it's anything after 5 p.m., like I'm not available. And I don't think there's anything wrong if you're, you know, working for somebody else and that is your boundary of like hey after 5 I'm off the clock feel free to text me or email me but I'm not going to get to that until the following day and so I've had to do that with myself and even as an owner like not sending employees messages in the night which is was really hard for me because I would say I don't want to forget this idea or this thing so I'm going to send it to them even though it's 10 p.m. 1 a.m. And even though I've told them like, you don't have to answer, it's still like pinging them and making them aware of it. And then that to me is not setting a good example. So what I love is like utilizing features, like in your email, or we use like Slack to communicate, you can set timers and things of like, send this message at 9 AM. So I can still like check that off my list so that I don't have to worry about it, but then it's not disturbing my team. And I do the same thing as like, turn off notifications, turn off these things at a certain hour of the day. And I just think that's like a small thing people can do. But it's, I think it's really important to do. And I also think it's really important to think about like your life and what you're trying to create for yourself. I spent a lot of years chasing what I thought I should want, you know, like the custom home and you know, the giant headquarters and this and this and this. And like, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with any of those things. But when I got really quiet in 2020 and 2021 of like, what is all this for? What am I working towards? What do I care about? What do I value? That made me really realize like, I'm actually chasing a lot of things that aren't aligned with what I want. And I feel like once I was able to really establish some of my truly core values, it made it a lot easier for me to have those boundaries with my work because I want my work to help me propel the life I'm trying to live, not be like a slave to the work, you know?
0: That's really good. Like you're saying, no one ever on their deathbed is saying, oh, I wish I had worked more. Like you don't hear that. It's, I wish I had spent more time with my family. And so having that life work balance is so important, but I like what you're saying with having Boundaries and it sounds like having a schedule. We're done at five, so I've got to have a schedule throughout the day so that I can be done at five.
1: Yeah, and I feel like I've learned about my personality. It's kind of funny because I feel like I must have these two parts of myself. Where I'm actually like a very free spirit. I like to kind of go with the flow, and you know, I love spontaneity and these things. But then I also really value structure and safety. So it's kind of these like two things I'm constantly trying to like manage. But what I found is having that pretty rigid schedule of like, these are the things I do on Monday. These are the things I do on Tuesday. And I wake up at this hour and it like can sound really intense, but I actually really, really thrive because I'm executing so much more in a day. And then when the things pop up, it actually feels less chaotic because I'm already like, well, I got up this morning and took care of Jenny and did my first three things of the day. So then when this kid is calling home from school sick or something, I at least don't feel like, man, I didn't even get anything done. You know, I've had a plan and it's something I'm constantly having to improve on though and like find that like stage of life, especially as my kids get a little bit older or now I have a two year old. And so I think being okay too with like, I want to have a rigid schedule, but I also need to be willing to like adapt and look at it and be like, is this working? Am I getting value from having this schedule? And like allowing myself to change my mind. The amount of times I feel like I've dialed my laundry situation in, and then I've had to be like, this actually isn't working anymore. You know, like just things like that.
0: Yeah. You have to be flexible with your schedule and learn as you go with your schedule. And I love that. I feel like if I don't plan or schedule, I should say, it causes me a lot of stress. And so if Mm -hmm. I can be like, okay, these certain days are for my laundry. And these certain times of the day are for my texts. I can't be answering texts all day long. And these certain times of the day are just for family time. And these certain days are just for work time. If I can just schedule like that, it seems to make the whole work-life balance work better.
1: Yeah. And I think with that, especially as women, I feel like we spend so much of our life being overwhelmed. I know I'm guilty of that because it's like, there's obviously with our kids and our jobs, but there's so much mental load. And I'm glad I feel like a lot of people are starting to open up about that of like, the mental load of being a mom. And like, you know, I finally had to kind of like spell it out for my husband once of like, do you realize when it's one of our kids birthdays, this is the, the mental checklist that I've got going on. It's I got to order the cake, I got to do this, this and it's, you know, 30 things long but all everyone sees is the birthday party, right? Right. And the presents were there and the guests arrived. And I kind of had to explain to him like, when I'm feeling overwhelmed, this is why, because I've got like 30 of these things in a million different categories that I'm trying to mentally manage and the business, you know, all these things. So I think by doing what you're talking about, I actually feel like that's how you, yeah, you help bring the stress level down. I don't know if you're like this, but I get a lot of satisfaction From getting stuff done, you know, like that makes me feel good. And I hate when I hear so many people like, I go to bed at night and I just feel like, what did I even do today? You know, but I think having that structure changes that narrative and makes you go, I actually like got a lot done today. You know, I got everything on my Monday list done. And I feel like that's how you create a little more of a stress free life. I think we're all in a stage when you have kids, it's just gonna be a little bit stressful. But how do we like manage that a little bit better? And we have to find time to fill our cups too. And I know that's like a whole discussion in itself, but I think we're so quick to just skip out on what I want to do or what lights me up or brings me joy because I just got to hustle. I got to go, I got to get the kids. And it's like, you're just as important as your family, you know, and you can't operate a home and a business from an empty cup. And I feel like I spent a lot of years doing that and it leaves you so depleted and your body just like can't handle it. And I feel like for me, I was actually really miserable on the outside. I think a lot of people were like, Oh, you know, Fawn's crushing it. Jenny's like living this larger than life, you know, life. But inside I was just like, I was really suffering because I wasn't taking very good care of myself and really showing up presently for my family.
0: I love everything that you just said. So I want to talk a lot about this, actually, because one, women do feel very overwhelmed. As you were talking about the birthday party, I was thinking, oh, and Christmas. I'm thinking about every child and their gift and will they like this gift? And is this something they would really want or be excited about? I mean, the whole mental checklist, like you said, is just so huge. And what I've found interesting lately we've been interviewing for some new positions at our job. And every time I ask why they are leaving their present job, they say it's an environment where I have just burned myself out. There's too much stress. There's too much anxiety. It's just go, go, go all the time. And I'm burnt out and I'm not doing well health wise because of the burnout. And in fact, Mm -hmm. I've just hired two people who didn't work for the last six months because the burnout was so bad that they had to take six months off to help their help and then get back to work. And so let's talk about that. We do need to fill our own cups. So what are things that you do to take care of yourself so that you don't reach burnout?
1: Yeah, I truly did. Like in 2019, really reached, in my opinion, true burnout. And I actually did take a full year off from the business, which I know a lot of people can't do. But for me, it was like, truly, I can't live this way, like, I'm not going to make it. And so I think what I realized, you know, I have an amazing therapist, which I'm a huge advocate for therapy, I think everyone, you know, can benefit in some degree. But something she said to me that has stuck with me is, she said, you know, we think of self care as like getting a massage or going on a trip, or it's a lot of times feels elaborate Where, You know, she said to me, self care is eating three meals a day. You know, self care is trying to go to bed at a decent hour. You know, it's turning off notifications on your phone. It's a lot more simple than I think we make it. Going for a walk outside, you know, having fresh air, or even just stepping outside on your porch first thing in the morning for two minutes and then coming inside and, you know, seizing the day. But I think that is to me such a, a piece of it of like, okay, let's not overcomplicate filling our cups. Let's start with the basics and, I do think some form of moving your body. And I'm someone who it's not very kind to say to myself, but I'm kind of a head case in the sense of my mind's going a zillion miles an hour. And it's been that way since I was a child. So for me, I've really had to find activities or things that quiet my mind or else I am just like spinning out all the time. And I actually got really into ice bath, like taking ice baths in 2020. And those for me have been huge. And like, I know it's one of those kind of woo woo things, but I think for me, it like got me so focused on like, I am so cold and this is really hard, but then you like get to a spot where your mind just goes blank. And it honestly, the first time I did it and had a really positive experience, I like started to cry because it was like, this is the first time I feel like I haven't had any thoughts because I'm just so used to so much. So I think, you know, that I'm not telling everyone, like, go get in an ice bath, but I'm like, find those things. Is it, is it fishing? Is it sewing? Is it reading? I don't, you know, you find what works for you, but I think you have to be able to find those times to get quiet so that you can really go, what does my body need? What do I need right now? And chances are, you probably need a nap. You probably need some more water. You probably need a good meal. You know, it's usually simple. It's not super elaborate. So I think those kind of things are what have really helped me. But I also think back to that same sort of thing of having those boundaries and really just understanding like the work can always wait. You know, it's what you mentioned of you never hear anyone on their deathbed saying, Oh, I wish I would have worked more. And I just think we really have to understand what that means and what that feels like. And so when those things pop up, you can a lot more easily go, yeah, I'm going to handle this tomorrow, I'm going to respond to this tomorrow, everything's going to be okay. And I think too, that allows you to really show up your best at work, or for your family, because you know, like, this is the time I'm going to do that. So when I show up, I want to give 100%. You know, when we're always constantly just like chaos, I feel like you end up not doing a great job at a lot of things. And I know I've, really experience that myself.
0: Well, I think what you said earlier is key is you need to know what your body needs or wants. And I think that is so crucial because we can't just go, 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 because us working moms, it is, we wake up to kids, little kids, and we're feeding them and getting them to school or whatever, and rushing ourselves to work and come home from work. And then it's back to the kids and it's just go, go, go till we hit the bed. And Mm -hmm. that just is not sustainable. It causes the burnout, it causes mental health issues. And so knowing what your body needs is so key and then making that a priority. How you were saying it was simple stuff. I'm like, it is for me, I have to be asleep by 1030. If I'm not, I just know the next day is going to be so rough. So it might be like, well, maybe sometimes you don't stay out with your friends that late or you don't stay up watching TV really late or you know what I mean? You make it a priority Mm -hmm. so that you do better. And the other suggestion, when you said moving your body, I think that's key too, because every morning I just take 45 minutes to work out and it's like, no one bothers me during those 45 minutes. It's the 45 minutes that's just me time. That's when I can like silence my mind a little bit. I don't think about work, you know, it's just taking care of me. And so I love all of those suggestions that you said.
1: Well, thanks. I think like, I feel so strongly about like leading by example and also like you know, communicating to your partner, or your, you know, your team or whoever it is of like, hey, I want to show up for you the best that I can. So I need you to allow me this time or allow me this. But then I think in return, doing that for them is so important. People might not agree, but I try and have my team have like, a similar level of flexibility to me in the sense of if you're if your kid has something you want to be at, go, go to it. If you're not feeling good, stay home again, back to that nothing we're doing is do or die. So I think it's so important to set that example yourself, but then also allow that for the people around you. So that it's like everyone's cups are getting filled. And then you can show up for each other so much better than just like, you know, I'm going to just try and get a workout in when I can, I really had to communicate to my husband, like, I have to do this, I have to be able to exercise in the morning to take care of myself can you hold down the fort so I can make that happen? And then how in turn can I make sure you get that too?
0: Well, that leads right to the next thing that I was going to ask you is your support system. Because don't you feel like women, if they don't have a support system, trying to manage this work-life balance, it could be really hard. And so our support systems, who are they? Are they family, friends? What works for you?
1: What's interesting too is I was actually just talking to a friend of mine about this and I'm not someone who has like a really core group of girlfriends and you know it's kind of one of those things like I have moments where I'm like I see people you know go on girls trips and I I get a little like oh man that looks so fun but I just like I feel like I have three really good friends but they're actually from like different walks of life so I don't like take the three of them on a you know we don't go on a trip together because we're all in different stages or things but You know i think what i've actually found is i like that because i can be the kind of friend i want to be to them and then in turn they do the same for me so you know my three friends these are the kind of people that like i drop everything to help them but they also in turn do that for me and so i think there's a lot of women who think like i need to go find my friend group which nothing wrong with that if that works for you and you want to do that that's great but i also think finding A really good friend and showing up for them. And then in turn, they can show up for you, I think can be really helpful. You know, I do think I've learned a lot with communicating with my husband of just like, I need to be okay. And I need you to be okay. So how can we help each other achieve that? And what does okay look like? I think especially as women, we just push through and we try and just hold it all in. And we try and do it all. And you know that's not going to get us anywhere. That's just going to burn us out. And so I've had to have some really hard conversations with him of just like, I'm not okay. I'm not okay. I'm overwhelmed. And here's three things that you can do that would just like really, really help me would help our family. I guess we've been together 12 years now, but it's funny how now I feel like he's even coming to me of like, he just barely is like, Hey, like, do you want me to take on soccer because you know i have two kids playing competitive soccer and i just was like oh my gosh yes like i hadn't even thought about that but it was so helpful but i think he had learned like hey if i can take stuff off jenny's plate that helps her show up in the best way for our family and for our business but i do think it starts with just communicating your needs and you know i my heart really goes out to people who don't have that and it's so hard But I do think you can find it maybe in other places. I think, you know, I have an interesting family dynamic. I have divorce and all sorts of things. So that can be tricky. But I do think it really does start with showing up for people in the way you want them to show up for you. But it's hard. It's really hard.
0: It is hard. And, you know, something I hear from working moms a lot is I don't have time to nourish friendships. I don't have time for that. And I get that as well because sometimes it's you choose between the little extra time you have to be with your kids or with friends and so I think what you said though is important is you show up how you would want them to show up for you and that doesn't have to be huge time consuming it doesn't have to be all the time but just show up for them how you'd want them to show up. And the other thing is, yeah, we all have a different support system, right? Some have moms and dads that help out. I never had that. Some have siblings that help out. I don't have that. You know what I mean? It's going to look different, like I said, but sometimes maybe you can find your good friends as employees, you know, find a friend there that can help you. And maybe it's even a Facebook group, you know, or support Group one of these different groups that you can join. It doesn't just have to be your traditional friend that you grew up with all these years or something like that. Yeah. Or maybe it's just a neighbor or someone you meet at the park. But trying to find somebody that you can Mm -hmm. vent to or talk about your concerns and your frustrations and your emotions with, I feel like, is really helpful.
1: Yeah, I'm glad you said that because I do think another point that I've really realized is it really takes being being vulnerable with people and. You know, if you want that from somebody else, you have to show up that way. I feel like I'm someone who kind of like, I wear my emotions on my sleeve. I'm very much like, I don't have a problem with sharing. Sometimes I overshare, right? But I feel like that's why I've been able to have a lot of really rich connections with people because I'm kind of like, let's get past the like, how are you, fine, things are fine. Where I'm like, no, actually things are like pure chaos. I'm kind of struggling. I'm this and that. And then it's like that gives the people in your life an opportunity to be like, how can I help you? Because most of the time, the people who love and care about us, they want to help us. Sometimes they just don't even realize what we're going through. And then I think in turn that opens the conversation of like, I'm not doing so great. And, you know, then you can bounce off each other and like, how can we help each other? And I feel like that's the relationship I have with my husband and with my friends. And so what's nice too is when you're kind of in a good spot and then you know, you talk to your friend who's maybe not that allows you to go, I'm, this is where I'm going to jump in and help you. And the same happens, you know, like I'm really struggling. I have this big thing coming up and I am worried about getting my kids from A to B. And so many times my friends will be like, I'll go get them. I'll take them. And then I know in turn, I'll be able to do that for them another time.
0: Yeah. I love that you said that because it is hard to be vulnerable, but people can help out when they know exactly what's going on. I mean, just as easy as something, Um, That happened this week. Some friends were asking like, how are things going at work? And I'm like, oh my gosh, it's a nightmare right now. We can't keep up with the shipping, with shipping orders out. And I had so many friends just come volunteer to help that along. And I could have just said, oh, business is great. It's going well. But I was like, no, it's a nightmare right now. It is so terrible. You know, and they showed up to help. That's amazing. So I have a question for you because I went and taught at a college just recently, and it was for like a women's business class and being women entrepreneurs. And a common thing that I kept hearing was these young girls would say, well, I either have to choose a career or being a mom because I don't want to do both because I hear how hard it is, or I've seen my mom do it and it just seemed busy all the time and I don't want to do it. What do you say to these young girls who think they have to choose one or the other or miss out on one or the other?
1: Yeah, you know, obviously, I feel like I'm like proof of you can do both. I always tell them, though, like, you have to get really clear about what's important to you and what your boundaries are, because I think that's where things can get really skewed. I know for me, when I was really hustling and the the business was exploding and it was a lot. I just got really swept up in that. And I feel like I was able to kind of rationalize some of my behavior that I'm not as proud of now because I'm like, well, this is how I provide for my family. So that has to come first where I don't think it has to be that way. I think I can still give 80% to my business. That's plenty. I think especially like ambitious people, entrepreneurs our hundred percent is like way more than enough. Our 80% is plenty to like, still get the job done, do it well. And so I think that's something I've had to realize of like, you don't have to just give this like insane amount to either thing. It really is. I truly kind of hate the word balance. But it's like whatever your balance is what that looks like. But I definitely don't think you have to choose. And I think like how we talked at the beginning you know incorporating your kids into your life it doesn't have to be such a professional setting what i love about way more women coming into the workplace and starting businesses it's like i feel like we are changing what traditional work setup is because we are running our homes we have children and it's like we don't want to miss out and we actually provide so much value to this world and we need to be able to make that work for us and still have our families and do the things we want to do. I know for me, even like we just get so caught up in like, we need to be professional. We need to like be like the men and show up in the same way. I'm like, we don't. And I think too, what I love because a lot of my team is women is there's just a level of compassion and empathy that I think comes naturally to women. And it just creates such a beautiful environment in the workplace. And I think it helps us get out of that, like hustle culture, you know, showing up until we're so depleted. I think more women in the workplace allows people to, to have a level of compassion that we maybe haven't seen in traditional settings. So I also think like, not only can it be done, I think it's so important that they do do it.
0: I agree with you. And I hope the culture of the workplace will continue to change. I feel like as we're having more and more women come in the work field or, Own businesses, it is changing a little bit. But like in our company, one of our core values is families first. And like you said earlier, I don't want my people missing their little daughter's elementary school sing along, you know, or some little class party or whatever. Go enjoy those things. They're only young once, but in return, give me, you know, a good day's work, but also be a mom and go enjoy those things. And so I agree. I think people can definitely do both. You and I, I mean, we've seen it. You can definitely do both, but I think you can do both and and love both and thrive with both. And so I know though, there are so many women out there struggling, like how do we change this culture in companies?
1: Well, I think too, like when you were talking, it made me think about, you know, we look at so much on social media and feel like my life is supposed to look like this. So even if I'm working, I'm also supposed to you know, have the clean house and the this and the this and where I'm just such a big advocate for like, turning inward and listening to yourself. Because it's like that lifestyle might not work for you. And there's a lot behind the scenes you're not seeing. And you don't know when people are filming what when and I always like want to film like day in the life, follow me around where I'm like, so many days, I'm just like, this is so boring one. And two, it's just like a lot of times it's chaos that it's like, to even like okay hurry and set up the shot to get the thing i'm like it's just like not even feasible so i feel like a lot of the people who are just like living really genuine lives you're not actually seeing a lot of their day-to-day because they're just out there living it and so i do think that's a big thing of like don't look at somebody online and be like that's what my work life is supposed to look like that's what works for them and that's what they're doing But I think definitely like, you know, women being in leadership and women like starting their own things, I think helps set that standard for like, hey, this is how things are going. You know, but I think a lot of it is finding like, if you're someone who's, you know, you're just working for somebody else, I do think it's going and working for these women who really value those things. But also being really honest with your employer from the get go of like, hey, these are the things that are really important to me. Here's what I'm willing to do for you but I also, but then I need this in return. And if they're like, yeah, we can't do that for you. It's like, then that's probably not a good place for you to be, you know? But I do think the more time that's going on, there are people who really value family first, taking care of yourself. And it might take a little longer to find it, or maybe you need to create that.
0: Ooh, I love that. Maybe they need to help create that in their workplace. Yes. Well, and as I'm thinking about this, them changing the culture there's something else though that I feel like we need to change and that is the stress that's put on working moms. A lot of them feel like yes. they have to be the breadwinner or they have to bring in these, you know, the finances to help. Um how do we deal with all of these stresses that are put on us as working moms?
1: Yeah, I love that you brought that up because that's something like i really realized has been something really difficult for me because I grew up in a very, you know, traditional setting in the sense of, you know, the The man goes to work and the woman stays home and then very quickly my life just did not look like that and so it's been really challenging to to deal with the pressure to provide and you know our business is the main money source for my family my husband and i do the business together and so there are times where it feels like the weight of the world on my shoulder and, but then I also feel that at, at home, right? The, you know, the home running smoothly falls on my shoulders. And so I do think it's something I want more women talking about because I almost feel like, especially at a younger age, if we're kind of talking about, there's a potential that you might be the breadwinner for your family because of the skill set and the passion that you have. And I think one that would help really prepare, you know, so that's a big reason. I actually really like getting my daughters involved with my business is because I'm like, there's a potential, maybe you're gonna run this business and this, you know, and I want them to not feel so afraid. But what I think I have really learned, and this has helped me so much, is like, you know what you need to do. Like, we're so quick to look outward for things and to, you know, what's this course I can take? Who's this coach I can talk to? Who's this, you know, and I am an advocate for, like I said, for therapy and things, I do think there's a place for that. But so much of our like decision-making, we want someone else to tell us, here's the workout you need to do. Where I think a lot of times, if we could take the time to get quiet and really think, we know so much. And I think as women, especially, we've just been taught a lot that like, we need somebody else to provide it's great to have that you know but we also are so so capable so i think it's it's really getting quiet and just trusting your own instincts and knowing like i actually know and i know within my business i've hired a lot of people and you know we've grown the business and we've done things but still at the end of the day a lot of them are looking to me of what do you think we should do and i'm someone who i'm like this is my first business i've never ran a business you know i'm a college dropout like on paper, it's kind of like this doesn't necessarily like make sense why I should know. But I'm like, but I know my customer, I know my business. And so I think it's so important of like trusting your yourself and your own judgment. And that's a, a cool, not only confidence, but just like a power that you're able to embody in your life and show up. I think it's so
0: important. Okay. You sound just like me. I relate <laughs> so much with you because two things. One, the whole stress of feeling the financial burden, my husband is running the business with me. So same. The financial burden I feel like is on my shoulder all the time to provide for my family. And at the same time, that burden of taking care of my kids and making sure they raise are raised in a great environment and a home life and things is that, you know, burdens on my shoulders as well. And so one thing I wanted to say is, Within the first two years of running this business, I actually gained quite a bit of weight. And I Mm. was like, oh my gosh, what is going on? And when I calm, like, went quiet for a little bit and thought about this and really listened to, you know, the inner thoughts of me, I was like, it is because I am not managing my stress. I hate the saying reduce your stress because a lot of us can't. It's just busy. We can't reduce it, but we can manage it. Mm -hmm. And so for the past. Two years now, I have been so good at trying to manage my stress. So whether that's just like when it's a stressful situation, just, you know, okay, stop. Let's rethink this. Take a big, deep breath. Let's slow down, you know, or if it's going out and grounding for a little bit, or if it's passing a, the responsibility on to somebody else, or if it's taking adaptogens, like I've just learned lots of different ways to manage stress. And so I think that's something that we don't teach people very well either is, yeah, life is going to be stressful. And especially if you're going to have kids and work in a workplace, but you can manage your stress. There are techniques, but you need to know what your body likes. Does your body like listening to music or breathing or meditating or praying or taking a walk? You know, what is it that you like? So I love that you said that. But the second thing that I really love that you said was you're like, I've never run a business before. And I haven't either. And so when well, I've done a different type of business, but not this type of business that I do now. But what I hear a lot from women over and over is they say, I can't. I'll be like, oh, you're yeah. so good at that. You should make a business out of this. And they'll be like, oh, I could never do that. Or I would yeah. never know how. And so what do you say to that, to those women?
1: Well, I know it's a cliche, but it's like nobody knows what they're doing. You know, we really don't. Especially a business, right? It's like a living, breathing thing, and it changes every single day. You know, you don't have the same outcome every single day. And so, I think the people who kind of get on a stage and be like, you know, I've done this and this and this for the companies, and I can come do this for you or whatever. It's like maybe you maybe can, you know. But like to me, that's why it's like none of us, even 10 years into it, I every day am still like, I'm just gonna show up and do my best, but I have no clue, you know, and. I think really just learning to like embrace that and look at that as a positive. And I think for me, once I finally was like really honest with people of like, yeah, I don't I don't actually know. I'm but I'm showing up and I'm I'm really open to figuring it out. And I know that I've had a track record of how many times have I been in positions in my personal life or in school or whatever it is that I didn't know how to do something and I was able to figure it out. I think we need to look back at our lives at all the times that we haven't known what to do and we've figured it out. And I think business is the same, you know, and there's there are so many resources, there's other entrepreneurs, there's, you know, Google for heaven's sakes, you know, there's so much where we can get information, but I just think remembering like, we're all just living one day at a time and figuring out this life. And so why shouldn't you take that leap to, to make your life be more what you're hoping for, you know, and whatever that is. If that is, you wanna run this larger than life company, great, or if you're like, I just want like a side gig that like fulfills me outside of my home and being with my kids, you know, only you know what that is, but I think we're all just so capable and I don't know where the programming came, where we just were told that we couldn't do things, you know, and I'm like, I know that, I felt that way a lot of times. I never my wildest dreams thought, I would start a company and it would be what it is today, you know, and I'm so grateful that it's like, yeah, that's how my life has panned out. But also just, I hope I can instill that in my kids so much more of like you get to create the life that you want to live. And if you're not happy with pieces of it, you can change it. You have everything you need. And like, if money's the issue, you can find money. Like there's been so many times where I've had to find money for my business and we figured it out and it's been hard, so hard, but we're all just figuring it out.
0: I love everything you said. And I want the woman to hear this, that you are capable, no matter what you're doubting or what you're believing, you really are capable. I think we're a lot stronger than we give ourselves credit for. And I'm trying yes. to teach my kids every day. We can do hard things and you can be brave. And I think yeah. that's what it comes down to those two things. As we wrap up this show, is there any advice that you'd like to give people who are maybe like, ooh, should I start this business? Should I start this side gig? What are your little tips of advice for them?
1: So I feel like I sound like a broken record, but it's like, I just feel so strongly. I'm like, what kind of life do you want to live? You know, what do you want to create for your life and for yourself and for your family? And I think if starting a business helps you align with some of those goals, then I think go for it. And I saw like a thing just the other day that was like this checklist of like, you know, start a business, do these all these really big things. And then I had a list next to it that was like, buy this, the website domain, or pick a name for your business, or you know, where it broke it down. And I think that's where you can, you know, just start on some of these things you want to do, pick something that feels big, and like break it down into 10, 10 little steps and just chip away at it. And eventually you'll get, you know, you'll have a good runway for what you're trying to accomplish. But I think we look at, I want to start a business, but I don't know where to start. It's like, okay, let's break that down. But I think just do it. You know, I don't want to make it all about money, but it's like, there is so much money to be made and there's so much good that people can offer the world. And I think you just need to take those opportunities and really just, just trust yourself and create the life you want to live.
0: Yes, I love that. And you don't have to know it all at once. One little step at a time is what I tell my company all the time. Yes. We're going to do one little step at a time and we'll figure it out. Well, thank you so much for being here today. I really appreciate just chit chatting with you and talking about these things. But will you tell my listeners where they can find you and your bags and all of your things that you sell?
1: Yes. So we're fawndesign.com. I tell people fawn like a baby deer, you know, diaper bags, babies, there you go. And then same thing on Instagram and all social. And then I personally am just Jenny Wecker on Instagram. I always, I always say that because I'm like, feel free to like, drop me a DM. You know, if you're an aspiring, like entrepreneur, you're in the thick of it and just want to chit chat. I'm totally happy, you know, to connect with other women, especially I feel really strongly about trying to empower other women and create that community and be helpful when I
0: can. So I'm like, reach out. I'm happy to help. Oh, you're so nice. I love that. I always close my show by asking my guests what they have found to be the best ingredient in life. What would you say it is?
1: Mine is lame, but it's like right when I read that, it instantly came to me and that and that's peace. I think we live in such a chaotic world and such a like, you know, chasing bigger, better, faster, more, and the happiest I've ever been in my life is when I'm actually chasing peace and quiet, being content in certain areas of my life. I would challenge a lot of people to be chasing peace instead of more. And that's my ingredient for life.
0: I love that so much, especially for busy moms that are working and being a mom. Like you said earlier, listen to what you need and you'll know what you need in your life to bring yourself peace. It's gonna be different for all of us. And so maybe that's the challenge. After listening to this podcast, Women, go figure out what you need to do to bring peace in your life, because that peace in your life will help you feel so much better emotionally and physically and mentally. And so I love that you chose that word because it just fits perfectly with busy moms. So thank thank you again for being here. I so appreciate you taking the time. And I know the listeners probably grabbed onto little good nuggets to better their life with. So thank you so much.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much for this opportunity, truly.
0: Thank you so much for listening. Remember to subscribe to the Just Ingredients podcast to learn more about your health and good ingredients to life. Plus, get daily tips at just.ingredients on Instagram.